From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday the 15th of September 2022. Good afternoon. Today we're going to be talking about just why Russian oligarchs are, all of a sudden, going missing. We'll also be discussing three of today's other important stories. But first, the suspicious deaths in Russia. Ever since the start of the war in Ukraine, there's been frustration amongst the Russian leadership that the war hasn't progressed in their favour. Putin was undoubtedly hoping that his troops would make their way to Kiev within days, which has obviously not happened. Russian troops are actually currently being pushed back to the Russian-Ukrainian border. As a leader who has maintained his position through dodgy elections and arresting and poisoning opposition leaders, it's fair to say that there's a non-zero chance that Putin could have an irrational reaction to hearing that his army is losing the war. This is important because, over the last few months, a number of Russian oligarchs have died in somewhat suspicious circumstances. Some journalists have gone as far as to suggest that their deaths could have been staged. This argument has been given some credence by the fact that some of the friends and families of those that have died have been unequivocal that they would have not taken their own lives. Vladislav Avayev, a former vice president of Gazprom Bank, was found dead with his wife and 13-year-old daughter back in April this year. Igor Volobayev, another former vice chairman at the bank, claimed that the family's death had been staged. When asked why, he replied, perhaps he knew something and posed some kind of danger. Similarly, Sergei Protasenya, a former executive at Novatech, was found hanged from a handrail next to the bodies of his wife and daughter, who had stab wounds and are believed to have been hit with a blunt axe. Protasenya's son, who was in Spain at the time, claimed that my father is not a murderer and believes that someone else killed his family. There have been at least 13 deaths so far this year of prominent Russian businessmen who have been killed in suspicious circumstances. The most recent death is that of Ivan Pechorin, the aviation director for Russia's Far East and Arctic Development Corporation, whose body was found washed up around 100 miles from Vladivostok on Monday after a two-day search. It's believed that he fell off his moving boat on September the 10th. In his job, he helped work on the project for developing rich energy and mining resources in the east of Russia. This is something that has become particularly important due to the raft of international sanctions placed on Putin's regime. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories, starting with the clashes in Armenia and Azerbaijan. As we covered back on Tuesday's daily briefing, Deadly border clashes have erupted this week between the two countries, who are locked in a decades-long dispute over the status of the Nagorno-Karabakh region. The fighting this time round, however, isn't just limited to that region, with Armenia's Prime Minister telling his country's parliament that Azerbaijani forces managed to take control of 10 square kilometres of Armenian territory. However, pro-government Azerbaijani media reported the seizure of 100 square kilometres. Late last night, however, it was announced by a senior Armenian official that a ceasefire between the two had been agreed. At time of writing, there still technically hasn't been any confirmation of this ceasefire from the Azerbaijani side, and even if there is one, that's not to say it's guaranteed to hold. We're actually doing a full video on the conflict, what's happened and what it all might mean for the countries and Russia. 
which should be out very soon on TLDR News EU. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Yesterday, a major report was published in the Lancet Medical Journal on the lessons for the future from the COVID pandemic. And it's safe to say it's controversial. Of note, the report highlights that it is feasible that COVID originated from either a natural biological spillover or a laboratory incident, with the report criticising the US National Institutes of Health for preventing independent researchers from investigating US laboratories. The report has come under quite intense criticism and scrutiny, with Professor Angela Rasmussen, a virologist at Canada's Vaccine and Infectious Disease Organization, arguing that the report may be one of The Lancet's most shameful moments regarding its role as a steward and leader in communicating crucial findings about science and medicine, arguing that she was pretty shocked at how flagrantly the report ignores key evidence regarding COVID's origins. In any case, the report did criticise the WHO's response, arguing it's repeatedly erred on the side of reserve rather than boldness. In the final story today, we turn to the UK, where a number of reports suggest that the new Chancellor, Kwasi Kwarteng, is set to lift the cap on bankers' bonuses. Back in 2014, the EU brought in hard caps that saw bankers' bonuses limited to 100% of their ordinary salary, or 200% if bank shareholders signed off on the bonus. Fast forward to today, and it appears that Kwarteng wishes to lift that cap, arguing that the move would herald the start of Big Bang 2.0, a reference to the sudden and comprehensive deregulation of financial markets under Margaret Thatcher back in 1986. Whilst the Treasury has stressed nothing's been agreed, opposition to the proposed move is already growing, with critics arguing that the move would lead to the excessive risk-taking that caused the 2008 financial crisis, and that it just isn't the right time during a cost-of-living crisis. That's all we have time for on YouTube today. If you want the ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing, you can do so by heading over to Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day, you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers some of the best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the best documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.